0: Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Sprint Race, the show which was created to speed through some of the main events happening in Formula One this week. My name is Emma Ridgway, and I will be your host. Thank you very much for tuning in. Now, after a long, cold winter for many of us, there was really only one thing that we've been looking forward to, and that is, of course, the launches. McLaren kicked off the proceedings this year with the launch of the MCL 35M. The biggest change obviously being the new power unit, which will be supplied by Mercedes for the first time since 2014. McLaren pretty much set the tone for the whole remote launch experience this year and they did this by including a lot of interactions with fans virtually. This was mainly done through a huge video wall, which was running throughout the launch show, directly behind Ricardo and Norris. Some of the fans were even given the opportunity to ask the drivers questions live, which I thought was a really nice way of adding participation. It's actually very rare that we get to see these kind of live questions from the fans in this way. I know that the paddock club do this, but it's not something that everyone gets to see or do. So I really appreciate that they did that. If anything, I was surprised that more teams didn't do this. Whilst the idea of audience participation and doing a live broadcast is risky. To me, it showed the confidence that McLaren have in their production and their marketing team. And they're clearly not afraid of things going wrong either. Instead, most of the teams tended to stick to quite a predictable launch format, including interviews with the team principal, some high quality videos, and then finally a chat with the drivers in front of the new car. McLaren did this too, but I really thought the live stream was a nice touch. One notable thing about McLaren's car this year is the addition of the letter M. If you remember, last year their car was called the MCL 35, and with this one being the 35M, it suggests that they're holding off on any big development changes until the new rules come into force. They're not the only team doing this the now solely named Red Bull Formula One team have launched the RB16B in comparison to last year's RB16 and Williams have also adopted this approach with the launch of the FW43B. On the livery front, most teams opted to keep a similar style from last year's car. You probably saw that there were a lot of memes on the internet about the enthusiastic use of the AMG logo on the Mercedes, but otherwise they adopted to keep the same black colour scheme. I also really like the colour palette on this year's Williams, but the pattern itself is unfortunately very rushed the newly named alpine team have well and truly brushed off their renault yellow for a kind of electric blue which reminds me a lot of the mclaren i like it i think it's probably the best livery on the track this year but nearly all of the cars are blue now the biggest glow up however from last season obviously has to be the newly named Aston Martin Cognizant Formula One team, who were last year called Racing Point. I thought a lot about how AMR would launch their car, and I have to admit, a lot of what they did was not surprising. It was, however, still very impressive. The entire launch video felt really slick and dramatic. It also had a lot of nostalgia and throwback to their early years in the 60s which served as a nice reminder that Aston Martin already have a lot of history in Formula One. One of the biggest talking points, of course, was when Lawrence Stroll introduced none other than James Bond himself. Daniel Craig had a congratulatory message for the team, which I thought was really nice, and I knew that they would incorporate Bond into it somehow. I mean, they had to, right? And whilst I loved the pink cars of Racing Point, because they were unique, they were easy to spot. Of course, it was always going to have to change with a rebrand. Given the colour palette that they have though, it was always going to be very difficult for them to get the livery wrong. And sure enough, I really like the AMR21. The primary racing green, which the drivers are also wearing for their suits, will look incredible on the merchandise. And I have no doubt that they will sell a lot of it as a result. Overall, the tone set by the launches this year is indicative of the times that we are in right now. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. And unfortunately for me, looking back at last year's launches, they haven't aged well. Where last year they had a live Q&A on stage, with an audience, and in some cases I even remember there being an orchestra to introduce some of the cars. This year feels a lot more scaled back, stripped down and clean. F1 have definitely learned their lessons from last year's debacle in Melbourne. They even spent the rest of 2020 demonstrating how seriously they've taken this pandemic. And it's good to see that the launches are reflecting this on the whole. Will it continue? I'm not sure but I hope we get to see even more teams breaking down that wall between themselves and the fans, much like McLaren did for their Q&A. That is all for this episode. Next up, we have pre-season, which takes place in Bahrain from the 12th to the 14th of March, away from its usual home in Barcelona. If you liked this, then please subscribe. I will be giving my thoughts and summaries in the run-up to the season opener, which is also in Bahrain on March 28th. Looking forward to it and see you next time.